Hello, everyone. Welcome to Van and Chicago Land Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas. This is episode 62, season three. Uh, today's date is September 25th. We have an interesting show coming up. Um, we're going to talk about three things, uh, kind of unusual topics. One will be a women's clothing store. Another one will be a famous restaurant on the south side. And third will be a... Uh, a well-known bookstore, uh, independent bookstore, that is. So uh, that'll be coming up. First, we're going to play a little commercial. Uh, this program is brought to you by Harlem Furniture. And here is a commercial from 1985. Enjoy. Get this brass baker's rack free and save half on dinettes at Harlem Furniture. Seven-piece lacquer look dinette, $2.99. Save half. Get the baker's rack free. Five-piece pub style dinette, $3.99. Save half. Get the baker's rack free. Seven-piece family size oak and cane dinette, $4.99. Save half. Get the baker's rack free. Harlem has style. Furniture. Harlem has quality. Discounts too. Nice price place since 1912. Harlem Furniture, you like our style. Now open south at 79th and Cicero. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, I'm back. I'm glad you enjoyed the commercial for Harlem Furniture. Uh, I remember uh, that furniture company uh, back in the late 70s and 80s. Uh, another one, the uh, commercials they showed is Aronson. I remember that. They both had catchy jingles. And Harlem Furniture, uh, the first one was located at 2525 North Harlem Avenue in Chicago at Borders Elmwood Park. And then they mentioned on the commercial that the second location was at uh, 79th and Sister, which is the Scottsdale Shopping Center. I used to go there all the time growing up in the area. Um, I think it replaced Goldblatt's. Uh, I think it did. I'm not sure. You know, it's been a long time. So uh, I'm glad you enjoy it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right now, we're going to talk about three things on the program. First, uh, we're going to talk about Bramson Women's Clothing Store. Second is Award, Award's Roundup Restaurant. And third, we'll talk about Stuart Brent's Bookshop. First off, we're going to talk about Bramson uh, Women's Clothing Store. And uh, I posted a uh, photo a couple of days ago, and it was a fur hat box from Bramson. And uh, from what I remembered uh, from that store, it was located at, I think, 180 North Michigan Avenue. I think it was located elsewhere previously. I'm not sure. And uh, it was owned by a man named David Bramson. And uh, he had two clothing stores, uh, actually, that sold uh, children's apparel. Um, it was a, a long long time ago it was during the um depression even before that and uh it was located at roosevelt road and spalding avenue west of kidsey on the i think it's the lawndale neighborhood and on the west side and the other one was at lincoln and belmont 
<coughs> excuse me and uh that was and then um his fa- his son leo bramson um learned a business at the age of 15 while he was going to uh high school at crane technical high school and then um so the uh when the depression came, they, it was uh, it was pretty rocky at times, and they opened. So, uh, Mister uh, Bransom, not David, but Leo, his son, opened their their first store on Lake Street in Oak Park, Illinois. It was in 1931. It was uh, right before the depression, so that uh, that was uh, like I said before, it was a very rocky uh, start. After the uh, depression ended. He opened another store in Evanston, Illinois. And then he opened, and his first store was at Michigan Avenue. Uh, His father, David, uh, opened those previous, you know, the locations that I mentioned. And then then he expanded to the, in uh, a couple of locations in Chicago and the suburbs. Uh, I'm trying to think on top of my head. like I mentioned, there was in Oak Park, Evanston. Uh, there was one in Park Forest Plaza, uh, Evergreen Plaza in Evergreen Park, Illinois. Uh, let's see what else. And I think one in the city that was in South Shore neighborhood, that 71st and Jeffrey Boulevard. I think there was one there. And then um, it was it was known for its uh, high fashion clothes. It wasn't very expensive. Maybe uh, moderate, moderately expensive, but they were, judging from the catalogs and the photos, uh, they looked very pretty and very exquisite. And um, a lot of women at that time loved them. They loved the fashions. And uh, it reminds me of another store called Paddors. I think it's P-A-D-D-O-R-S. That was another uh, women's clothing. Um, I don't know if Branson opened in Woodfield in Schaumburg. I don't think so. Maybe. I could be wrong. And uh, let's see. And then uh, Lee, Leo Bramson passed away on September in uh, 1975. And his grandson took over the business, which his name was David. He was named after his grandfather. And uh, later on in the late 70s, he sold the company and there was no more. That was gone. So a lot of people... Remember fondly about that clothing store, and uh, I do try to find photos or uh, signs, uh, bags of that uh, particular uh, women's apparel store, and uh, people love that. They love seeing that, and I me- some people mention in my comments on my Facebook page, Van Chicagoland, that they work there, they got a discount, and uh, they, you know, on purchasing their own clothes there. Yeah, it was beautiful. They they also sold uh, purses and jewelry, too. I found a jewelry box uh, about a couple of months ago, and I posted that on Van Chicagoland. So, so that's one of the one of the few independent stores in, uh, in Chicago. You know, it wasn't a chain, but... Uh, oh, and I think the grandson, David, did sell it to a chain, so and I mean he sold it to a corporation. So I think they didn't. They changed it to something else and didn't continue the name, which is sad. Okay. 
Next thing I want to talk about is uh, another, uh, this time a restaurant called Aylward's Roundup Restaurant. I, I hope I pronounced this right because I this was located at 77th South Kedzie Avenue. The address is 7701. And uh, because uh, when I went to Bogan High School, there were a lot of kids in my class that worked there or tried to apply like me. And that didn't go well. And I... Uh, I went to apply for a job as a busboy, and the manager at the time, I forgot who it was. It could be Dennis Aylward or somebody else. I don't really remember. I only remember he had a mustache. I think all of all the guys had a mustache, and uh, he was very nice, And uh, you know, but I was young and, you know, very reckless. <laughs> so, and, you know, someone... Someone from school suggested to apply there because I was uh, I wanted to look for a job and uh, my parents were helping me too and uh, so I went uh, after school I went down there it, to that location and uh, filled out an application and then uh, I think I gave it to the waitress there and then she gave it to the manager and he came out and asked me to sit down and we talked and uh, he. He's, I seemed very confident. He seemed interested uh, to to accepting me, you know, so if I got the job. But then um, he said, oh, I'll let you know. I said, okay. So I see, it seemed positive, you know, but I didn't hear from him, nothing. So, and then a couple of kids from school asked me, did you get the job? I go, no, I didn't. And he says, that's odd, you know, because uh, maybe I did something wrong. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't cut off of the job. Maybe he had a point. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, you know, that, I felt disappointed, but then uh, I didn't go for looking for a job right away. But then my uncle, who was living with me at the time, he knew a man and he owned a restaurant called Mr. Steer Steakhouse. And it was located at 63rd Street, east of Kedzie, in the Marquette Park neighborhood. And he asked me, would you be interested? And I said, well, not really. But, uh, you know, my my father sort of goaded me to go. But, you know, he had a point because you got to start somewhere. And I said, okay. So I worked there for about, eh, about a year, uh, not a year, less than a year. But then um, I won't go into a long story about that. I will talk about Mr. Steer in another episode. So uh, let's say... Uh, it didn't come out well, and it was my first job, so uh, I'll go into more details uh, in the future. Okay, back to a Um This uh, this restaurant opened, I think, uh, late '40s or early '50s. It's it was around a long, long time. And uh, what's interesting about that is uh, it's its food. It's the food was. Uh, heavenly out of this world people raved about it according to some kids in at bogan high school they loved uh they loved working there you know and they had some interesting characters there waitresses cooks uh bus boys you name it and uh i found a menu um I haven't posted this. I posted this on my Fan Chicago Land page on Facebook a long time ago, but I found the menu. I kept it in my files, and it was from the 50s. And it showed, uh, believe it or not, it uh, had the zip codes uh, Chicago 52. 
that's how it was. Not 606, because the zip codes started in 1963, I believe. That's when they took effect. And the phone number of the place was Grove Hill 6-1620. And they had the telephone the prefix, uh, the exchange prefixes at the time. So I will, I'll say a few items, what they had on the menu. Uh, for example, they had uh, dinners. They had chicken, barbecue ribs, a ranch platter, steak sizzler, spaghetti and meatballs uh, for fish, uh, perch or shrimp. Hot beef sandwiches, which some people said it was wonderful. Chopped tenderloin, turkey club. Also, they had uh, their own. They made their own salad dressing, and the usual soup, chili, whatever you know, like for uh, before your meal uh, that you order. Anyway, uh, let's see what else they had. Uh, they had sandwiches, you know, hamburgers, um, hickory so- smoked ham. Minute steaks, uh, pork chops, uh, grilled cheese, uh, BLTs, uh, kosher corned beef. And then um, another thing they call was, uh, let's see, an all-pure pure beef burger, man-sized sandwich. <laughs> that sounded good because I love hamburgers, you know. And uh, anyway, they, they also showed the phone number, the... 476. So that's the Grover Grove Hill. Did I say that right? Grove Hill? Yep, Grove Hill. Okay. They also have their famous desserts, uh, malts, shakes, banana splits, sundaes, sodas, anything you want. They had Green River. People love that. So anyway, um, I'll tell you a little bit of history of that. Of the of the excuse me, of the uh of the restaurant, and uh, it was run. It it was operated by uh, Jack Ilward, and it was managed by his nephew Dennis. And uh, there are some family members on Facebook, and it, whenever they see that, they are pleased as punch. They love seeing that, and they seem like very nice people. And uh, they also had a dining area called the Longhorn Lounge, and uh, it was. Uh, like a Western bar and had memorabilia on the wood panel walls and a gun rack. And it it seemed like a beautiful place. You know, I I remember a little bit. I only went one time. I never ate there. I don't know why. Uh, I asked my parents to come. They didn't seem interested. I mean, we're Greek. What do you expect? At the time we go to a Greek restaurant. (laughs) Anyway, so, um, so anyway, uh, they had, like I mentioned, the items on the menu, it was wonderful. And uh, they opened another restaurant uh, up on West, like North Avenue and North and Route 53. I don't know what suburb that is exactly. So it could be Glendale Heights or I don't know. And that opened in the late 70s. And then uh, it was around for a long time. And then uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know why it closed. I guess... Uh, I guess maybe um, the owner died and uh, the, his heirs didn't want to continue. They wanted to do something else. I, I don't know the real reason. And uh, it, it was a shame because it was a well-known spot in the Ashburn neighborhood. One of the few places that uh, people rave about and the food was excellent. And uh, People that I went to Bogan with uh, had wonderful memories. They mentioned about uh, 
you know, like I said before, a cast of characters there. So that Awards Roundup was a good place. And I posted a photo from the Chicago Tribune. And uh, there was menus. I posted an ashtray. So there's collectibles out there on eBay and all over through the net. So you can find them. Okay. Next thing I would talk about is uh, it was an independent bookstore called Stuart Brent. Now, he's a very interesting fellow. Um, I had no idea about him. Uh, Maybe I heard his name growing up, but uh, the more I was intrigued about him, the more I want to find out about him. And I... It's like Riverview, you know, because uh, when I was growing up, I thought Riverview Park was, eh, it's okay. But then when I started uh, doing more research about Riverview, I became fascinated. I wanted to learn more about the the park, the rides, uh, how it got started, and uh, why it closed. And uh, it, that's fascinating. I'm still fascinated. I wish there was more. Same way with Stuart Brent. So um, I will talk about him and his, um, you know, where he's born, how he got started. And let's see what we got. And uh, right here, um, he was born in 1912. And uh, let's see. He was born Stuart Brodsky on, the, on Chicago's West Side. And uh, he served in World War Two. <clears throat> and then uh, he was thinking about selling, you know, books. He was interested in books. He probably loved reading. And uh, he found a brownstone on Rush Street. I don't know where exactly where. And uh, he st- it was called The Seven Stairs. And The Seven Stairs, <clears throat> excuse me, forgive me for coughing so loud. I talk too much. It was called Seven Stairs, and uh, and uh, it was probably a very popular place. But it was a uh, very it was upstairs in the first floor, like that. And then it got popular, and then he um, moved out of there, and he moved to Michigan Avenue. And I think it, it could be the first story. It was located at six seventy North Michigan, but it could have been located somewhere else. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, so he. Get he um gathered a a fan base and uh, auth- uh authors uh contacted him and they made appearances at his store and uh he was interested uh in a lot of things like uh, psychology and uh he also started a book club for young people and uh it is still run by his daughter Amy Wexler Amy Brent and uh it changed you know and uh it was he believe it or not he had his own books uh excuse me he had his own tv show and he started his career in television in the 50s and the show was called books and brent and uh it first aired in w on wpkb which is wls on channel seven and then it became syndicated nationally i don't know how long this lasted i have no idea but uh, there's a clip of the show in, in I believe, on the website on WTDW Channel 11. So you can uh, view that. i never seen it. So it was fascinating. He had his family on TV. And uh, let's see. So let's see here. Um, 
So he was a, you know, he was a well-bred man. And uh, so it's, it's, he had a fascinating life, you know, as a bookstore. So I think I went there once when I uh, probably worked at city hall in the eighties, you know, cause uh, my favorite bookstores at the time I was visiting was B Dalton, Crocs and Bertano's and uh, Crown books. You know, and then uh, there were some independent stores, independent bookstores, uh, but I must have went in there. I don't remember. So it must have been him. It must have been in the store. And uh, so, let's see. So by the 1990s, uh, uh, everything changed and the rents were, the rent was very high on his, uh, on the store. So he, he didn't want to leave. And uh, he didn't want to leave, so he sold it. And uh, so that's a shame. And uh, I don't know what he did in his retired life. So he's uh, probably read all the time. <laughs> and uh, according to his obituary, he owned a farm near uh, Ashland, Wisconsin. And uh, he died in 2010. And he was uh, 98 years old. Uh, God bless him. So, um, like I mentioned before, the the book club is still going, and it's run by his daughter. And uh, so, and she was interviewed on the TV on uh, Channel 11 about it. So it was fascinating. So he seemed like a very nice man. Yeah, it's a shame he passed away. Okay. Another. Okay. So that'll be all for. These topics I discussed, it was Branson's Women's Clothing Store, Awards uh, Roundup Restaurant, and uh, Stuart Brent's uh, Bookstore. Another thing I'd like to mention now, um, September is Bozo's Circus Month for Fan of Chicagoland. The last thing I haven't done is write a story on my blog, and I will do that tomorrow. I will not do a podcast, so I will gather my thoughts and write down my memories of watching that show. So it should be very, should be, I'm kind of excited about that because I've uh, created a video. It's a, it's at my YouTube channel under my name, P. Castanis. Also, uh, let's see what else I did. You know, I've done so many things I forgot. <laughs> oh, I also did podcast episodes, so you can listen, uh, you can access my podcast, and you can uh, you can subscribe and listen to. I did about four episodes talking about the show, but I did it more length on the first one. And uh, so, so if you subscribe, you can listen to me on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Breaker, Stitcher. You can also listen on my YouTube channel, Van Chicagoland Stories. Uh, if you go onto YouTube and do a search, you will find it. You can find all the episodes. I upload them as soon as I'm done with each episode. So I will write up a story on my blog, on vanishchicagoland.blog, and I will write, that would be the last thing I would do about Bozo Circus. I will post a couple uh, photos at the end of the month, which would end uh, next week. And uh, I had a good time doing it. It was fun. And uh, believe it or not, when I went to my high school reunion last Friday, uh, when they showed the video, I created a video of the classmates that attended, and I put their senior pictures, but I couldn't find a way to do autoplay. So as soon as that was done, they showed the podcast <laughs> on the big screen at the uh, at 
at 115 Bourbon Street. So it's, it was kind of funny. But I guess people knew uh, they saw it and probably went home and listened to it, which is great. And uh, that's nice. Okay. So this is Van Chicago and Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis, and today's date is September 25th, 2021. I didn't mention the year before. And uh, I'm glad you could join me. I had a wonderful time. And uh, so bye-bye for now for me. And here is Ray Rayner saying bye-bye for now. Take care, everybody. Thank you. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>